The Miami Hurricanes have just added a solid, proven veteran to help shore up their defensive secondary. A player who wants to come in and compete for every snap of playing time he gets. Terry Roberts. Welcome to the U! You are Locked on Canes. Your daily podcast on the Miami Hurricanes. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Thank you so much for making Locked on Canes your first listen today. I'm your host, Alex Dono. We're available free wherever you get your podcasts and available free on YouTube. And this starts a new chapter in Locked on Canes and on the Locked on Network. This episode is brought to you by FanDuel Sportsbook. We want to welcome FanDuel to the Locked on family. They are now the official sportsbook of Locked on. Make every moment more. Visit FanDuel.com slash Locked on today to get started and i know you're going to love it guys uh so happy you're here uh, i'm feeling a lot better for most of yesterday i felt like i was like on my deathbed i had a horrible horrible food poisoning but i'm getting my strength back i am recovering and since i was just out of it and bedridden for most of the day yesterday when the news came down in the afternoon that transfer iowa cornerback terry roberts is coming to the University of Miami. I wasn't able to put out an immediate reaction, and that's why I'm on a little bit later today because I've been rehydrating, getting my energy, and getting my spirits back. But Terry Roberts, welcome to the University of Miami. He is going to help solidify Miami's defensive secondary, who lost a lot of bodies. They lost bodies to graduation slash the NFL draft, like Tyreek Stevenson and DJ Ivy. They lost a ton of players, specifically safeties, uh, in the transfer portal. Roberts is a cornerback. But guys, Terry Roberts is going to make this cornerback rotation better. He is going to make Miami's special teams better. I guarantee that. And the interesting thing about Terry's story was – uh, he's already been enrolled in classes for the past week at Miami because the spring semester officially started last week, and he actually did enroll for some reason that I'm not 100% understanding of. He didn't want to actually make his announcement of joining the team until Monday, yesterday, but he was enrolled at classes in Miami for the past week. So I've known for a while that Roberts was in. Plus, on this show, you remember, guys, a few weeks ago, we got the heads up several weeks ago from his father, Terry Sr., that Terry Jr. was going to be a Kane. So I put in a Dono ball for Terry Roberts weeks ago that he was going to be a Miami Hurricane. Uh, excellent last season. Only played in five games last year at Iowa due to injury. He's fully recovered from that, by the way. He earned an excellent 79.9 coverage grade last season. This is a, a potential locked, lockdown corner. Was very productive in the Big Ten. Uh, he raved about the visit that he made a few weeks ago to the U. It was right around the time he was visiting that Terry's father told me, yeah, his son loves Miami. He wants to be a Miami Hurricane. Uh, Miami made him, according to Terry Jr., Miami made him feel like family. They made him feel needed. And Kevin Steele, Miami's defensive coordinator, really did a great job explaining to him how they can help him get into the NFL next year. Because I should mention, Roberts comes in with just one final year of eligibility. So this is this is a one-year guy. It's going to be one and done for Terry Roberts. I think he's got a lot to give this program, okay? Uh, Roberts, and I love this, these are, uh, unlike uh, he who shall not be named, who uh, ended up taking his talents uh, to the Rocky Mountains, um, in the case of Roberts, he also emphasized 
that nothing in terms of playing time is guaranteed. And he understands that he wants to go out there and earn it. He wants to go out there. He wants to compete. He wants to earn every snap he gets. And yes, that is the sort of attitude we need from every player who steps out there onto the green tree practice fields, whether it's a veteran like Terry Roberts or a veteran like Devonte Brown, who also transferred in, who does have multiple years of eligibility left or guys like Robert Stafford, Damari Brown, Antoine Jackson, who are coming in, they need to understand nothing is given. Everything on green tree practice fields has to be earned. And I love that attitude from Terry Roberts. Roberts was an Iowa Hawkeye for four seasons, 2019 through 2022, uh, listed five foot 10, 180 pounds. He picked off two passes, made 47 tackles during his time in Iowa. Um, so now, uh, I mentioned Miami lost a lot of defensive backs in the transfer portal. They lost seven DBs in the transfer portal. So this is a great addition to the roster. And I mentioned, he's also a, a tremendous special teams player. And guys, as far as adding veteran cornerbacks now, well, this one more of a veteran than the other one, as far as adding transfer portal cornerbacks, I don't think Miami is done here. Okay. I think a name that we've all wanted for a couple of weeks I favor Jaheim Singletary to pick the University of Miami. I have been getting since the weekend, something in the narrative changed over the weekend or early in the weekend. I have been getting very positive feedback that Jaheim Singletary, uh, the transfer defensive back, the cornerback from Georgia, who's a former five-star recruit out of Jacksonville, Florida, that he is now trending to the University of Miami. Now, being honest here, my initial assumption, when I found out about something changing over the weekend, I specifically asked this question to someone I trust, if the reason why Miami is suddenly trending for Singletary has to do with he whose name shall not be spoke, spoken of uh, flipping to Colorado, which frees up a lot of NIL money. And I was told, no, Miami was ready to afford both. So I'm... I'm feeling good about Jaheim Singletary. I give no guarantees because there are no guarantees in life or in recruiting or in the transfer portal. But, you know, I know late last week around Thursday, Thursday last week, I was saying that I wasn't getting very good feedback on Jaheim Singletary. That has changed. And so in addition to Terry Roberts, who is now in, he's a cane. Miami is also looking pretty, pretty, pretty good. For one of the uh, one of the hottest players in the transfer portal right now, Jaheim Singletary. So we will see how that one plays out. Oh man! So okay, guys, on this episode, we wanted to talk a little bit about the offensive coordinator situation as well, and how unfortunately the timeline here and the state of limbo that Josh Gaddis is in, where he hasn't been around campus the last couple of weeks, is evident that he's shopping around for other jobs and you know, recruits and transfer portal guys. If you're on the offensive side of the football, you don't know exactly what sort of an offense Miami's going to be running next year or who your coordinator is or who your wide receiver coach is going to be or even who your quarterback's coach is going to be right now because Frank Ponce is out. So there's so much uncertainty on the offensive side of the football. I have been told repeatedly that the situation is so complicated that it's more complicated than simply not wanting to pay Gaddis's buyout and like needing him to get another job because you don't want to pay. I think that's part of it, but I do think the situation is more complicated than that right now. I still do not expect Josh Gaddis to be back next year. Uh, I don't think that's completely impossible because if he can't find another job, then maybe he is back next year. But in the meantime, we do see evidence out there 
that the uncertainty of Miami's offensive coordinator situation, it is, uh, it seems to be hurting Miami when it comes to transfer portal and recruiting right now. Matt Shodell from Kane Sport has reported this on Jake Garcia. Uh, he says, just sharing some small intel since I heard that one reason Jake Garcia wound up in the portal was the slow movement on the Gaddis front. He says, I think Garcia wanted a fresh start with a new OC for obvious reasons. So maybe Jake Garcia, it sounds like, got tired of wondering if Gaddis, who maybe he's not a big fan of, is going to be his offensive coordinator or not. So he decided to move on. That might have hurt us there. Uh, it's also being reported that the uncertainty over Miami's offense might keep Tyler Harrell, the Alabama transfer wide receiver, that might keep him from picking Miami and finishing his career at Miami. This is being reported by Gabby Urudia at 24-7, that Harrell, uh, who's got one year of eligibility left, okay, he started his career at Louisville, transferred to Bama, now he's a graduate transfer with one year left, that he might not want to risk any uncertainty uh, like the current uncertainty at Miami since he's got one year left. He's trying to get to the NFL. He doesn't want to step into an uncertain situation. So unless Miami figures out here, because remember uh, enrollment deadlines are coming up within the next uh, day or two, unless he figures out something very quickly about Miami's offensive coordinator and wide receivers coach situation within the next 36 hours or so, Miami might lose out on Tyler Harrell from Bama because of that. So we are seeing, unfortunately, the tangible effects of this process taking so long to play out. And again, I'm being told it's more complicated than most of us can even imagine. And if they could just wave a magic wand and just fix it today, that they would fix it today. So I don't know how this is going to play out. I do not expect Josh Gaddis to be back. But in the meantime, it sounds like Miami is paying a price on this when it comes to the transfer portal okay uh we have some interesting revelations from and about uh a certain shamanad wide receiver jeremiah smith who is an ohio state verbal commit now teammate of his jojo trader is uncommitted but has been crystal balled to miami by steve wiltfong i would love to land them both you would have to flip Jeremiah Smith from Ohio State first. That would be very difficult. Miami might have been closer to doing this than some people think. So keep it locked right here. A lot more coming up on this loaded episode of Locked on Canes. Guys, the NFL playoffs are going on, and we are so excited about our new sports betting partner for Locked on because they are the number one sports book in America, FanDuel. I'm so into it, guys. If you're new to FanDuel, that's even better because they have so many great features that make betting on sports fun and easy. New customers join today to get started with $150 in free bets guaranteed when you place your first $5 bet. So sign up at FanDuel.com slash locked on. FanDuel has all your favorite bets from the money line to point spreads to player props. Plus, you can even combine your bets for a chance at an even bigger payout with the same game parlay guys oh it's fantastic and listen i'm looking at miami hurricanes hoops team number 20 in the country i want nothing more than to beat the seminoles i think the hurricanes are going to do it tonight the number 20 canes are three-point favorites at florida state i think they exercise that demon they beat the seminoles tonight they beat them by four five six points i think the hurricanes are going to cover that spread tonight you can check out all those numbers at fan duel sportsbook guys it is so tremendous all on one app that's safe, secure, and super easy to use. So football fans, basketball fans, do not miss out. 
place your first $5 bet to get $150 in free bets, win or lose, at FanDuel.com slash locked on. Make every moment more with FanDuel, the official sportsbook partner of the NFL, and we're so happy to have them with the Locked On Network as well. Thank you so much for making Locked On Canes your first listen today. We are available free wherever you get your podcasts and available free on YouTube. So uh, this was an interesting revelation. This came from uh, Canes County. I think it was Marcus Benjamin who got this interview with Jeremiah Smith, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, But I do want to credit Canes County for this. So Jeremiah Smith, five-star wide receiver who is a verbal commit to Ohio State. This is class of 2024, by the way, not 2023. Uh, So he dropped uh, an interesting bombshell here that according to Jeremiah Smith, Brian Hartline, who is, you know, wide receivers coach, recently got a promotion up there at Ohio State, who's the primary recruiter for Jeremiah Smith. According to Smith, Brian Hartline nearly came down to Miami to work at the U. Smith said it almost happened. He said of Hartline moving to South Florida, if it would have happened, I would have committed to Miami, he said. Uh, Hartline, as they note here on Canes County, he has a house and plantation. He was considering joining Mario Cristobal's staff as an offensive coordinator. Hartline was drafted by the Miami Dolphins in 2009. I covered him then. I, I know Hartline. Uh, unfortunately, I don't know him well enough that he drops me nuggets on players and stuff, but I, I knew Hartline back in the day. He played for the Finns until 2014. A source told Canes County that Hartline has considered parting ways with Ohio State uh, toward the end of 2022, he wants to elevate to an offensive coordinator a week before early signing day. Smith decided to commit to the Buckeyes. And as long as Hartline stays in Columbus, he says, the growing consensus is that Smith will remain committed to Ohio State. So there you go. According to Jeremiah Smith, five-star wide receiver out of Chaminade, uh, Brian Hartline apparently was close to joining Mario Cristobal's staff in Miami. It didn't happen, or at least hasn't happened. I doubt it's going to happen. I think he's pretty happy up there at his alma mater. Oh, man. So elsewhere on Jeremiah Smith. Um, okay, so a, a story came out from a, a reporter that I respect, but I was told this is not correct, okay? So I want to talk about this report, and I want to give you the other side of it, Okay. So this is also related to Jeremiah Smith, who, again, he's currently committed to Ohio State. There's a lot of buzz that Miami will continue to try to flip him all the way up until National Signing Day in December, that Miami's going to work on flipping him. And Miami's actually trending to land his teammate and really good friend, Jojo Trader, who's another five-star wide receiver out of Chaminade. But this is about Jeremiah Smith. It was reported, uh, quote, I was wrong earlier when I said Miami would be the biggest threat to Ohio State for five-star 2024 wide receiver Jeremiah Smith. He says, I'm hearing, this reporter said, there is a sizable rift between the coaches at Chaminade Madonna and Miami, and it would take something immense to overcome that despite the fact that Miami can come at him with elite NIL money and try to keep him home. So a lot of Canes fans have seen that. And then, of course, a lot of people are freaking out because, oh, man, if there's some terrible rift and some bridge has been burned with one of the prominent local high schools that's churning out five-star talent, this is not going to bode well for Miami. You can't have this. How can Mario be burning bridges out there? That's the way Hurricanes fans are reacting to it. I got to tell you, when I saw that report about the rift between Chaminade was the first I was hearing of it. 
Um, I quickly texted uh, two people who are very connected with the local high schools and high school recruiting. And I said, like, hey, are, are you hearing anything about this, that Miami has some awful rift with Chaminade? And both of those people told me, no, one of them had seen the report. The other hadn't even seen this report. But one person said, I've never heard of anything like this. I just saw the same report you did. I don't know anything about it. The other person uh, basically said, hey, I'm, I'm going to ask the powers at, that be at Chaminade and, and see what they have to say about it. And, and so, again, with all due respect to the reporter who says that there's a rift with Miami and Chaminade, I was told by someone I trust who went right to the source that this is simply not true. I did some digging from the Chaminade side and was told in all caps, wrong, all caps, W-R-O-N-G, and that they added they feel this report is causing trouble when it's not true. Because again, a lot of people are talking about it. What's the rift between Miami and Chaminade? So I just wanted to throw that out there. And again, like, listen, I, I'm not... You know, the person who initially reported that is good at what they do. I don't know who or where they got their information from. I'm getting my information from one of the direct parties involved in that and told that it's categorically untrue. And another thing is, like, even if a high school coaching staff can maybe disappoint, be disappointed about the way Miami maybe recruited one of their players or, you know, a, a prominent former Chaminade player recently left the team in the transfer portal. If he was disgruntled about Miami, honestly, like if you've got a coaching staff and apparently it's not even true in this case, but if you have a high school coaching staff that is upset with a university, there's really only so much they can do to steer players away. Like, if you've got a player for your high school team that wants to be a cane and they're also very happy with the NIL opportunities they have, like you can't force them not to go to that school. So there's really only so much you can do to steer players away, even though uh, I got to say the folks at Lakeland High School have done a pretty good job over the years steering players towards Florida and steering players away from Miami, even if it comes down to the last minute. Right. But I uh, honestly, the whole thing. I'm told this is much ado about nothing with the Chaminade thing. So do not read too much into that. I think that's interesting. But I, I do think that, again, um, it is incredibly important for Miami to settle their offensive coaching staff. Find a quarterback's coach, please. Or if you want your quarterback's coach to also be your offensive coordinator, make that change. Find yourself an OC quarterback's coach and then find a wide receiver's coach as quickly as possible. Because if you're going to be losing out – on transfer wide receiver possibilities because they don't know who's going to be coaching their position group or who's going to be calling the plays for their offense. This is going to hurt you. I hope Miami can get this settled in the near future. Uh, here, by the way, from uh, David Lake of Inside the U is an interesting nugget on Josh Gaddis. Uh, as you've probably seen this by now, for those who follow NFL news, Bill O'Brien, who's been with Alabama, is headed to the New England Patriots to become the offensive coordinator there. Uh, he writes to his lake, why does this matter for Miami and Gaddis? He says, there is a sense in the coaching community that O'Brien might look to bring Iowa offensive coordinator Brian Ferentz to be his offensive line coach with the Patriots. And if that happens, Gaddis could be a candidate for the Iowa offensive coordinator job. And you probably remember Cade McNamara, who was a quarterback that Gaddis coached at Michigan, uh, transferred 
to Iowa. So could there be an opening now for Josh Gaddis at Iowa and a reunion with a quarterback that, uh, that you know, they got to the college football playoff together a couple of years ago. All right, coming up next, uh, we've got a handful of important players visiting Miami. We have an Ole Miss transfer safety who is on campus now. As we speak, he is on campus. Uh, we have a five-star defensive lineman who's going to be visiting Miami in March. Uh, we have a big-time defensive tackle coming in this weekend who's a 2023, by the way. So Miami may not be done adding players by 2023. Keep it locked right here to Locked on Canes. Thank you so much for making Locked on Canes your first listen today. We're available free wherever you get your podcasts. We're available free on YouTube. I'm wearing a V-neck today. I don't know if I, I don't know if I'm digging a V-neck. What do you guys think? Is the is the V are, are V-necks still in? I don't know what's in and what's not. I do know that the recruiting news is always in. Uh, Miami this weekend will be hosting a 2023 defensive tackle. His name is Jamel Howard. He's from Chicago, Illinois. Uh, now. He's got the size that I look for in defensive tackle prospects, right? Miami has brought in a couple of undersized guys in the transfer portal, but this is not an undersized guy. Uh, six foot three, 320 pounds. He's a former Wisconsin commit, decommitted from Wisconsin in November, opened up his recruitment. He's also been pursued and is being pursued, I think, still by the likes of Michigan, Illinois, LSU, and Ole Miss. So those are big-time programs that are pursuing this young man. He's a three-star, uh, so he's not you know, considered to be a blue chipper, but there are big-time programs that have been going after him. So uh, his plan is to commit on February 1st on late National Signing Day. So the timing is obviously good for Miami because we talk about it. When it comes to official visits, you either want to be first or you want to be last. You prefer not to be in the middle. The first impression and the final impressions are usually the ones that ring true. So he's going to be visiting this weekend, the final weekend before National Signing Day. So that's good for Miami. Now, I've asked around because I, I don't follow Chicago high school football. I do not follow football in the state of Illinois. I've been a I've been asking around about Jamel Howard, um, and the answers I've gotten are pretty consistent. That Jamel Howard, he's considered to be a bit of a project, very raw, but because of his size and his athleticism, he's believed to have a lot of potential. And that's evidenced by the caliber of universities who have been recruiting him. That this sounds like the type of guy who is probably not as ready to be a day one contributor as Joshua Horton out of Langston Hughes, who's coming in at 6'4", 330, something like that. And, and Hort Horton is also only a three star, which I think he's underrated at three star. Uh, but I, I don't know if this player, and that's if he picks Miami, by the way. We'll see how this goes. But I don't know if Howard like is as ready to be a contributor right away as Joshua Horton. But it sounds like Howard has all the potential in the world. He's got to be coached up properly. Uh, and obviously, you know, being a, a three-star, he's getting recruited from programs that tend to recruit four- and five-star players. So that is a pretty good sign. And, uh, and he is visiting this coming weekend, okay? Now there is a player who is visiting right now. Um, I think his visit started today, Tuesday. Ole Miss transfer safety Taishim Johnson is visiting Miami now. Uh, Third-year player. He's played 1,182 snaps past two seasons. He was a freshman All-American a couple of years ago uh, in the SEC at Ole Miss. 
according to 24-7 this past fall, he was the seventh highest graded defender in Chris Partridge's defense there at Ole Miss. Was credited with a 72 coverage grade, which is pretty good, uh, after allowing just over 10 yards per catch in 31 passes thrown his way. The five foot 180-pounder allowed just two scores in those targets. So that is a uh, a transfer safety who's visiting. And you know, earlier when we were talking about Terry Roberts, I mentioned you know how much Miami lost in the defensive secondary, uh, cornerback, yes, but especially safety. So if you can potentially add more quality depth there in the transfer portal, that is a good thing. And again, the timing works out very well because I talked about you know for incoming freshmen, the last national signing day is coming up February 1st. And this weekend coming up is the final weekend. When it comes to transfer players, the deadline to enroll at Miami is on the 25th. So I'm mildly optimistic that this Taishim Johnson thing could be him on campus Tuesday and perhaps enrolling at Miami on Wednesday because that is the deadline to enroll. So I think we're going to know within the next 24 hours if this guy is a Miami Hurricane because he happens to be here right in time to get enrolled and start classes. Maybe somebody saw when he was getting off the plane you know, to come down to Miami. Did it look like he had enough suitcases with him that he's planning on staying for a while? This could be a situation like that. So hopefully we can drop a welcome to the U video for him coming up. Um, Five-star defensive lineman who we've talked about before on the show, 2024. David Stone from IMG Academy is set to visit Miami in March. He set uh, an official visit. Um, he did visit uh, for a game last season after he earned his UM offer. He's going to be back for uh, a visit in the month of March. And I, I think when he's visiting, it's going to be the first week of spring football. So he's going to get a chance to actually see the team in action when he's here. So I think that's pretty good timing for that. Uh, and, ooh, I, I wanted to share this because my guy, Francis Maui Goa, uh, I didn't get a chance to watch the full game, but I saw a lot of clips uh, of the game and I saw clips of Francis. My dude, Francis Maui Goa was freaking dominating at the All-Polynesian Bowl. He was named first-team uh, left tackle or first-team offensive tackle at the All-Polynesian Bowl. They write about Maui Goa, who I just kept seeing clips of him just mauling people. They call him a big mauler with bad intentions. Maui Goa was flawless in one-on-one -on -one battles all week, looking powerful and nimble at the same time. The five-star from American Samoa never got beat out wide due to his active feet, and whenever defenders tried to go through him, the results weren't any prettier. Offensive linemen aren't typically ready to impact college programs as a true freshman, but it's difficult to envision Maui Goa not contributing with the Hurricanes this year. And I agree. I, I think both of them will. I think Okun Lola can contribute year one, but I especially think Maui Goa can contribute year one because I think Maui Goa has more versatility. If I'm wrong about this with Okun Lola, let me know. Let me know. But I think Okun Lola probably only projects out as a tackle, whether it's left tackle or right tackle. In the case of Maui Goa, this guy can probably play everywhere but center, and maybe he can even play center if you wanted to. He can play guard and tackle. So I think that's going to help Maui Goa get on the field significantly right away. Guys, I want to thank you so much for making Locked on Canes your first listen today. You know that I like to send a shout-out to the new five-star uh, ratings and reviews that we get on the audio podcast platforms. You can get us – the audio version is available, Apple Podcasts, Spotify – 
wherever you get your pods, the video version available on YouTube. So make sure you subscribe to our YouTube channel, hit that thumbs up button. But we did get a new five-star review since yesterday. Uh, thank you so much to WNC Kane's fan who left us this review on Apple Podcasts. Five stars, so thank you for that. He says, AD is clear, professional, informative, and timely with his reports, often multiple times a day. Always enjoy the podcast. Thank you so much, WNC Canes fan, for the five-star uh, rating and review. If you guys can leave us something like that, we try to shout out as many of you on the show as we possibly can. So make sure you smash those like buttons, subscribe, and we will talk to you again tomorrow. And guys, after making us your first listen, make sure you make Locked On College Basketball your second listen. Experts Isaac Shade and Andy Patton bring you everything you need to know on and off the court, plus hear big-name experts, coaches, and players throughout the basketball landscape. Locked On College Basketball, available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. I look forward to hearing the guys after Miami beats Florida State in basketball tonight. We will talk to you again tomorrow on another episode of Locked On Canes, part of the awesome Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.